0: Arturo just finished his dinner while I was cooking in the kitchen, and uh, while the students here next door are having a nice evening outside on the balcony, they uh, knocked on our door a few hours ago telling us that they were planning on uh, having dinner outside and that it could be a little bit noisy. Let me just close the garage door here for a sec. But they solemnly pledged that they would uh, that, that they would stop uh, the noise at 11 o'clock in the evening, and that they would go inside. Now, I think that the reason that they announced this so publicly and so officially is that last week... Uh, I probably told you about this last, in the last episode. They um, they had a party that went on until two thirty in the morning, and Luigi, the uh, Italian student who lives with us in the rectory, called the police. <laughs> they knocked on the door of those students, and I think they. Uh, well, of course, we, the police didn't tell them that uh, that it came from us, but. <laughs> I guess they, they must be aware that uh, um, it's probably a good idea to, um, to be a bit careful with the neighbors. <laughs> so hopefully around 11 o'clock everything will calm down and I'll be able to get some sleep. I'm uh, going for a, an evening walk. It is, uh, what time is it actually? I don't know. I've been in the kitchen for so long. Lost track of time. Oh, it's already 9.30. Wow. I think I started cooking at around 6.30. So (laughs) the reason that I've been cooking up a storm is that earlier today I got one of those Too Good To Go boxes uh, which come from the various supermarkets here. It's basically leftover stuff that is uh, near the expiration date and they can't sell it anymore. So for a few bucks you can pick up a whole bunch of food. And it depends. It, it really... Uh, it really differs between one store and another and uh, today I I tried out a new one it's a smaller supermarket chain and I was like okay let's just see what they have and I was stunned to see the amount of food Uh, it was like dessert all sorts of yogurt stuff they had bread cookies like these really nice tasty chocolate chip cookies um, what else was there in there? A lot of meat, so there was uh a pork, little pieces of pork that are very useful for when you're cooking in a wok. They had um, a, a, a full package of uh, um, chicken breast, uh, and then what else? I think also pork chops, like marinated pork, ch- pork chops that were actually meant for the barbecue, but of course you can also put them in a pan um and then i had some veggies but all of that food was of course on the expiration date so today you have to prepare it today otherwise it turns bad and then you have to throw it away which kind of defeats the purpose but i did not expect so much what do you hear the, the frogs here that's cool i love that oh, of course it, ah i can hear them in the distance this is a small Canal in between these rows of Houses There's a newer part of the town here And uh, in, I love this sound it Reminds me of my childhood When we go uh, Hunt for uh, The little uh, How do you call them the, the The frog, the little When they're still looking like fish I think he just Stopped singing there Or croaking or whatever frogs do but when we would play outside as children we would hear this sound in uh in the distance so it just gives me a feeling of nostalgia and i don't know also safety in a certain way such a soothing sound um so i i i prepared all the meat <laughs> I basically cut it up into pieces marinated it and then I just started cooking, and then I also had to cook for myself. Um, and I'd, uh, I was working on um, a stock that I made myself from oxtail, which again was from another <laughs> to good- to go box. Oh, it's right there, but oh, there are two of them. Oh, I see him. It's a tiny little bright green frog. Where's the other one? Hello there. Oh, he sees me, so he's a bit intimidated. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. uh, The, uh... The the ox tails, I, I made a stalk out of that, but then I didn't have time to finish the soup, so I first made the soup, and then started cooking all the meat and then finally i made dinner for myself but that was about half an hour ago so i had no idea plus of course while i was cooking um arturo showed up you know he's been gone for most of the day i, I think the, the the fact that it, the, the weather is warm now gives him more energy or at least enough energy to go outside and probably just bake in the sun for most of the day. But then he was sitting there in front of the, the the kitchen door and he's he's got this very soft kind of raw meow. It's a meow meow. And then he looks at me with these piercing yellow eyes like, feed me, human. <laughs> Which of course means that I have to comply. Right, walking up the stairs here, and I'm now on the dike, overlooking the fields. And this time, I'm going to turn right instead of left. I'm gonna shake it up a little bit for myself. Um, but it always—it's always nice to have a, a, a happy customer because he—he uh, he ate his food and then disappeared, of course, without saying thank you. But that's normal for cats. But. It was clearly glad that I fed him, and uh, oh well, the life of a cat. Well, uh, I am, as you may be able to tell from my voice, uh, I'm really happy about today and about the the, the whole past week. Um, one thing that I noticed after the setback from the from the vaccination was that it it seemed to reinforce this rut that i 've been in for a uh, for a number of weeks now, of course uh when i 'm working against a deadline it 's really tough and i i can 't freely afford to feel tired or to allow myself to to be tired, but then once a the deadline is done and i 've handed in my TV show, I just completely collapse and I was so tired. And also, it, not just tired, but also mentally tired. Like, man, I've been slaving on this for three weeks and now I'm just done and I don't want to do anything. And I couldn't even find the energy to go read a book or watch TV. I was basically just sleeping all day long. I was like what Arturo does all day long. <laughs> I did the same. Um, but after a while, I started to to think, you know what? This doesn't make me happy either. I need to get out of this rut. I need to start doing things again. And uh, but what? I, and and fortunately, I had uh, made a, a big uh, planning for for this entire year, month by month, on a, in a spreadsheet. I put down the the goals that I wanted to achieve. I gave a very realistic estimate of how much time that would take and i would just add up the hours per week so i could immediately see well these weeks are going to be too busy i need some help here or i may need to space out my work over more weeks or more months so i had a pretty good idea of uh, the rest of the year and of course i had had, had just been contracted to um ...to produce another 15 TV episodes. Uh, And I knew... ...that I did not want to... ...keep working on that TV show... ...after the summer vacation. I want to be able to do what basically I was hoping to do last year... um, ...and that is to be done with everything... uh, ...in in the summer. To to take advantage of the nice weather... uh, ...especially right now in June, July to film everything and then use a few weeks or months to edit everything. Uh, But then, you know, once things are filmed, I'm safe. There's always a a way to turn that into a TV show. So, um, but last year, because of COVID and because of everything that was happening in the parish and we were all still adjusting, I mean, if you think back of our lives... 12 months ago it's almost unimaginable um, and many of you and, and we also were in lockdown and we could barely see people we were still adjusting to working from home um, and for me it was particularly difficult to film anything because you just couldn't make appointments people would just say well uh, I'm too scared to, <laughs> to do an interview so uh, in the end Uh, The last few months of the year were very strenuous, very hard. Uh, Also because I got COVID, which made it even more complicated and, and, and grueling to deliver what I promised. So this year I was like, okay, I know what my big goal is. And my big goal is to go to the next step, start making a number of, I think, I'm planning on on making four international productions this year. Which means four documentaries of um, about an hour and a half long. That's a lot, actually. (laughs) But it is based on uh, events that I've already filmed. So there's no shooting involved. So I wanted to do that. But I need to free up my schedule in order to be able to focus on this. This is what I wanted to talk about today. It's not just how do I get out of this rut, but also how can I accomplish more and feel more uh, satisfied by what I do by choosing to focus instead of multitasking. And uh, my biggest issue was how do I get out of this rut? How do I kick myself in the behind? to start working on the next season. And I remembered reading something about our psychology and how it works. In the past, I would always think, I'm a creative person, so I can only create when I'm inspired, when I have an idea, when I feel like it. But when you're tired, um, ideas don't come that easily. And I remember that in... Um, In the beginning, when I was trying to think of topics for the TV show, I was like, "Mm, I don't know. know, I can barely come up with ideas to talk about on my podcasts, let alone, you know, a TV show. And I was blaming it on just being burned out and tired and having done too much. Um, So I was thinking, well, maybe I should just wait for the inspiration to come. And then I remembered... That it, that's actually not how it works. Inspiration is is not the beginning of everything. We are actually more cyclical when it comes to creating things. Um, motivation, drive, energy, ideas are often generated by the work that you do, by the state you put yourself in. This is a very important lesson that I learned. Uh, from Tony Robbins and listening to his method uh, when he talks about, you know, being in this peak state. And the gist of what he says is, uh, you know how you feel after you've gone out for a run and you feel strong and energetic, etc. But before you went out for a run, you didn't feel like that at all. But you went out anyway, and at the end of your run, you're like, whoa, I'm in peak state. I'm, I'm functioning a one hundred percent I have ideas I, I feel motivated if you hadn 't gone out the door, if you had waited for the for the inspiration to go for a run or for the energy, you would have not felt like this, so his idea is uh, just begin, start, do be work in an iterative way, uh, just just start doing something, even if it 's just a little bit and then you will see that the the flow will start and the most important thing you can try to reach is this this ultimate focus on what you're doing this flow where it seems like you, you don't have to put any effort in it anymore because the machine is already running you only need to feed it a little bit and it will keep it will keep you in this in this peak performance state so With that in mind, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do two things here. First of all, I'm gonna literally move again. I'm done laying in bed. I'm done with my headaches and with with the exhaustion. I'm gonna go and run in the morning starting this week. And I'm gonna try to carve out an hour of physical exercise every day until i feel energetic again and well the the main goal is of course to to become fit so that i have more energy to spend in my creative endeavors and the side effect of that is hopefully that i can lose some some pounds and i i can go back to my former shape um And so the the main goal of working out again is not losing weight, uh, but it is to feel that energy again. And you don't have to first lose, I don't know, 20 pounds before you have that energy. It is actually instantaneously. that's what happened yesterday morning. I woke up early and thankfully I was able to go to bed also quite early because... Of course, if you wake up early and you have only slept a few hours, you can still reach that peak state, but it's harder. So having slept about seven hours, I think, it's not ideal, but it was enough. I, the first thing I did in the morning was I drank a glass of water. This is something I, I saw on TikTok, I think. Drink a glass of water because you're dehydrated and it, it wakes you up. Then eat a piece of fruit. So I ate a, an orange... And then, uh, what was the third thing? I, t- I think it's just physical exercise. So I put on my shoes and started running. And at first I was like, okay, I haven't run, run for phew, at least three months. So I'm totally out of shape. How much should I run? I'm thinking, I'm just gonna feel what I should do. I'm not going to plan like half an hour or 15 minutes. I'm just going to go for 10 minutes and if I, if everything works out well, I'll, I'll add another five minutes until I feel like I'm, I'm forcing myself too much. Um, and so, and what I noticed and that was encouraging was that even though maybe I haven't been running for several months now, my body is still very much the body of a runner. My muscles know how to run. And also, I, I've got a pretty good feel of, of, of what I can do without, you know, breaking something or forcing myself too much. And so ultimately, I ran a 5K. And this is without any former training. And I felt... I felt so good when I came back. I took a shower, I had a proper breakfast, ate some... Um, I got some more protein. Um, Man, I was so energized. The second thing I did was I cleaned my room. Uh, One side effect of being in this rut was that you don't care anymore. You know, just paper started piling up. There were so many things, little things, that I needed to uh, take care of. If only, you know, scanning in. paperwork for uh, for, the, um, for the renovation of the house. Of course, I get all these bills. And so I need to uh, uh, track what I'm spending and who I'm paying and what I've been buying because uh, a number of these things I have to also uh, bill to the parish or to Tridio. Um, but all that was like, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't have energy for that now. Uh, I'll just do the bare necessities and then I'll leave it for another day. So my desk, my multiple desks, I've got three desks there. They were just covered in, 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 in bills and, and just all this paperwork, unopened envelopes. And like, okay, I'm done. And the first, I remember when I was telling myself today, I'm going to, before I do anything else, I'm first going to clean my environment And that also will put me in a peak state. I love having an orderly room and that my workspace looks clean, even though I may not be able to solve all the issues that I need to attend to, even though I may not finish my administrative duties, I can still make sure that everything is sorted and kind of ready for processing. And I was standing there looking at the mess and I was like, well, where do I start? Again, it was this paralysis of, it's too much. And I felt the temptation to go back to bed and to just get back into that rut. It was like, ugh, it's too much. And then again, I reminded myself, it is the energy and the focus will come from starting. And it doesn't matter what you do, as long as you do a little bit, even if it's just brushing your teeth. It's actually a well-known technique for if you're really in a rut, Start by just brushing your teeth. That alone will be a little tiny accomplishment that will be able to get you going. So I started with taking my clothes off the floor, putting my shoes against the wall, and and then I I continued to move, to get rid of everything that was lying on the floor. Then I went down the stairs and I got the the vacuum cleaner and I vacuumed my entire room under the bed and everything. And, and that was it that just did the trick. And after, after that, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start. And I'm not going to stop until my entire room is orderly again. And that's what happened. And it only took me about two hours. And in the process, I even managed to move some tables around create some more space. It's a, it's a bit of a puzzle. The, the room itself is not very big and I have I, I'm in need of multiple workplaces. I need of course to have a desk for my computer for editing. I also would like to have a, a separate desk for scanning uh, because I've got a whole bunch of uh, stuff that needs to be archived. And then I just need another desk for regular work. Just paperwork and to be able to read through the mail and stuff so it was almost as if like the fog was clearing and I knew exactly what I wanted to do and then I also in order to to stay in that peak state peak, what is a peak peak state of mind or whatever I um, I shut off all the distractions I actually used... Um, a bit of uh, audio stimulation as well. I I asked uh, my Google Home system to play jungle sounds. It's the weirdest thing. It's what I hear right now. Well, this is not a jungle, of course. I'm walking in uh, on a road that is uh, going. I'm going towards one of the rivers, or the one river. Um, And this road leads to it. But here I'm surrounded by nature. You hear the birds, you hear the frogs and everything. But in my room, of course, it's in the middle of the city. The only thing I normally hear is uh, students having a party (laughs) and then some traffic during the day. Um, So uh, I I just put put on these jungle sounds. And I, I don't know how Google does it, but it was just a perfect sound had a bit of echo and so I really felt like I was in a in a sound bubble and it was that the sounds of nature that also helped me to block out anything else and so after two hours the room was ready and I was ready too I was like okay now I'm gonna attack the the work and the first thing I did was let's scan in all the bills make sure that all the financial stuff uh everything that has to do with the renovation that that is up to date. I needed also to take a few decisions but uh you know uh, decisions on 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 for instance stuff to buy we're getting to the stage where I need to start thinking about uh about the wallpaper about the floors and all that, and those are tough decisions because they usually involve quite a bit of money and it's it's a choice that will impact the looks of your house for at least the next 10 years so it always is a bit stressful so again i've been pushing that ahead of me and uh procrastinating on that um but now i was like okay let's i i can handle this let's just get up to date and so i did that and then strangely enough I immediately started to get ideas for the TV show and even for the podcast. And I started to just open. I opened up uh, OneNote, which is my go-to app when it comes to gathering my ideas. And I just started typing and typing and typing. And and then I had a whole list of topics. I called up Hugo. I was like, you know, let's talk about this. Let's make up. Uh, a a list so you can start calling these people and organizing everything and in the span of a few days uh this happened actually a little bit before this didn't all all happen yesterday but um it wasn't that same flow of or you know getting out of that rut um while talking with him i got more enthusiastic and things started to fall in place and in a few days we had scheduled i think about 8 or 9 uh days of filming already and this is all in the next few weeks so i was just amazed at how quickly that came together and this morning i got another phone call from hugo um to uh and we finalized two more episodes so i think there's only one more that we need to uh, nail down. But, but that's going to happen. And then I had uh, three more episodes that I um, that I need to come up with myself. And at first I was thinking, well, maybe I'll go to Rome and film something there. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, you know, right now, uh, traveling is still tricky. You need to uh, be able to show very recent pcr COVID test uh which is done by private companies you pay i think around between 60 or 80 bucks that is like twice the price of of the entire trip um and it's a hassle i mean it's just i'm i'm not ready for that yet i don't want to travel right now i first want to get going with the filming in the netherlands and then over time you know, when I've got my hands free, I'll be able to, uh, to visit Rome and, and other countries. Um, so Rome was out of the picture. Then I was thinking, well, maybe I can go film a few interviews myself. Uh, and then I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if I want that. That's going to take a lot of work. And then this morning, um, while I was uh, uh, praying after communion... During Mass, I was replacing uh, Father Henry uh, this morning in in Aida, I had an idea. I was Like, well, you know what? I I've been cleaning up my digital archives as well, and I'm sure that I have a number of a vacation. I've I've got I've got material from a number of vacations that I uh, or trips that I made with uh, my fellow priests friends which i've never really uh looked at uh, anymore so there must be some leftover stuff that maybe it's maybe there is something there so i started browsing through my um I've, i've got these hard drives that are specifically for footage and i've got a pretty good system uh to organize all that. It's always labeled with the year, the month, the day, and then a descript- description of what I filmed. And in this case, um, I, I went to the, the folders. Oh, look at that. So many bikes. What is this? There are like hundreds of bikes parked there uh, near the entrance to the river area. This is normally fenced off. Would these all be of people walking around here? Or is there a party going on? Or I don't know. Interesting. Following the road to the left. But this is actually private property. I think this belongs to the house, so I can't go there. Huh. Actually, I don't exactly know how to get back to this city from here. I was hoping I could continue left and then cross the river after a while, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, what is this? You, you enter at your own risk, access permitted between sunrise and sunset. Well, sunset is going to happen in about an hour from now, so I, I'm not sure if I should go there. I think I went there once. Thinking that I could walk alongside the river, and then I had to return and come back here. Let's see. There was a, there's a little farm here on the right. This is where it, the pigs were. I was, I was here like a month ago. Is that a pig? Or is that a sheep? Let's see. There's something moving in the bushes there. I think it's a, it's a sheep, right? No, it's a pig. It's a pig and it's eating. <laughs> the pig's are, there's there's a like a big brown pig and there is a black spotted pig. Uh but I don't see the black one right now. And they're just grazing in between the uh the the I think these are cherry trees or I'm not sure I can oh no wait, they there are fruits growing there. What is this? Is this a fig or something? I'm not sure. Maybe it's uh, nuts. I don't know. Oh well. I'm not an expert. Uh, I'll I'll come back in a, in a month and see what 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 kind of trees these are, and what is growing on them. Well, I'll just go uh, back and see if I can uh, take another a turn. Uh, a little bit further down the road, we'll see. What was I saying? Um, I lost my train of thought. I was talking about getting out of that rut, focusing on... Hmm, oh yeah, the TV show ideas. The, the three leftover episodes. Um, so I couldn't find anything of the, these three three vacations... And then I realized, well, maybe this is because I was still filming everything with my phone. And back then I was using iPhoto. So maybe this got just, you know, absorbed by the iMac ecosystem. And it just never made it to the hard drive. And lo and behold, I found the footage in Google Photos. Because I've got Google Photos synced up to my or have been syncing my phones to Google Photos just as a backup. And uh, so I knew that the footage should be there um, on one of the hard drives because it was in Google Photos. But I couldn't find it where I was normally storing that stuff. And ultimately, I found it on my photo disk. I've got a big hard drive where I dump basically all the photos that I make usually without much of, you know, in terms of sorting. Um, Thankfully, nowadays, the photos do store, like, the day on which they were made. So I put all the photos of every year in a bin with that year. So I was able to recover the footage of three vacations, or three trips. Two are vacations, and one is a trip. Um, One is... Was filmed completely upside down, or or it was like every every clip was turned clockwise 90 degrees. And I think it is because I filmed it for Snapchat back then. I there was this time that everybody was saying, "Yeah, oh, you got to get on Snapchat. It's going to be huge." And Snapchat, of course, was introducing vertical video, which I did not like. And I was like, okay, but. Uh, this may be useful for certain types of media, but certainly not for the, the kind of stuff that I make. So in order to still post my videos on Snapchat without you know, having to film everything vertically, I just turned the phone. And, and I don't even remember if I posted it on Snapchat or not. But it turns out that all that footage is... Oh, there's a black and white cat that looks just like Arturo it's like really is it Arturo no he looks just don't tell me this is Arturo hey hey buddy no you just you look like Arturo but you're much kinder you're smelling my hands here man you look like a brother of Arturo exactly the same color Blackie's got these same white socks. Hey! You just look like a cat, I know. But you're so much more cuddly, I can just pet you. Yeah. my hey, goody. Say, so can you say hi? Hey. He's making these little purry sounds. Oh my gosh, you're like an ideal version of Arturo. Hi. Bye! Bye-bye! Yeah, good girl or boy or whatever you are. (laughs) Okay, don't follow me home, because i got to go home. No, I don't have any food for you. That is something you have in common with Arturo. You look at me like, feed me, human. You're a little bit smaller than Arturo. Arturo, I think, is too well fed. Okay, bye, buddy. (laughs) He's going to follow me. (laughs) No, 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 he's going to stay behind. Anyway... Uh, wow, I'm still, like, stunned how similar this cat looks to Arturo. But it's absolutely not Arturo, because the behavior is entirely different. Plus, Arturo would never walk this far. (laughs) He's way too lazy for that. (laughs) The, uh, so, the, the footage that was all upside down was from a visit to Padua uh, I think this is in 2018 if I'm no it's 2015 I I was invited to speak on a conference about uh, social media which back then was starting to emerge and become really important like Facebook and uh, Twitter and maybe Instagram was already around Snapchat was definitely there otherwise I would have never filmed it in that strange format. Um, so I stayed in Padua for that conference for, I think, two or three days. But I did visit the the sanctuary dedicated to St. Anthony of Padua, which is, of course, a uh, very popular saint all over the world, but especially in Europe. Um, I think St. Anthony from Padua, if I'm not mistaken, it was originally from from... Uh, Portugal. Oh, we've got cows here grazing in the long, tall grass here. Two big cow- cows. Uh, actually, bulls. They're young bulls. Okay. i just having a blast just eating all the tall grass. I love this. They don't really curate this, this the nature here. They just let these... These these bulls graze and and that's how, you know, things are are keeping in check. This is the path that I took a while ago, but this this must be overgrown by now. It was really tough to navigate a few weeks ago. Let alone now when it's been raining so much and temperatures are rising. So I'm not going to do that because I will have my legs covered in in uh, in bug bites and or worse. <laughs> Plus. I remember that was a very long trail um which uh, no I'm not going to do that now I'm just going to follow the 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 hard road here back home um uh so so the the saint re- ended up in in Padua and uh ultimately I think towards the end of his life he got very sick I'm just trying to recall the story and he had a vision or people saw him with the baby Jesus on his arm and that's how he's always depicted. And I I think the reason that he became the patron saint for 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 lost objects was that I think at one point a Bible was stolen or an important book was stolen from the Abbey and it returned miraculously or something like that. It's like totally unrelated to his mission. <laughs> As a Franciscan, I think was he. Yeah, I think it was a Franciscan. Um, so and oh, I remember now. He he knew he met St. Francis, and I think he switched to the Franciscans, and then uh, St. Francis uh, ordered him to teach the younger brothers and and so forth. Anyway, fascinating story. I'd like to tell that story, and I have footage from Padua. It's probably just not enough for, the, for an entire episode. But I also still have quite a bit of footage from Assisi. Um, a few years ago, we, I went on a trip with a number of podcast listeners and friends from the SQPN community back then. I think this was around the time of the, of the separation between Tridio and, and SQPN. And uh, Mount Torak organized the pilgrimage, and it was in Rome, and also a few days in Assisi. So I filmed uh, quite a bit of stuff there, too, which I've already used, part of it I've already used in a totally different episode. But I'm thinking, well, if I combine the two, I can make a nice story about uh, the origins of the Franciscan spirituality and just highlight the lives of, of St. Saint Francis, St. Saint Clair and then Saint Anthony of Padua, which is kind of like one of the earliest saints of of that community. And I think that if I combine the two, I can probably turn that into a nice episode. The second batch of, of footage that I found was from a vacation in Sevilla, Sevilla, I should say, Sevilla, in the south of Spain. And I... Distinctly remember that vacation because it's so beautiful there. The town, the city of Sevilla itself is stunning. Uh, the culture, the music, the food, uh, the architecture. We visited this, uh, this big um, castle or whatever out, outside the town, surrounded by beautiful gardens, and it was gorgeous. It got a lot of that Moorish ar- architecture, the, the Arab influences in um, in the design of that palace. It was fantastic. Plus, they filmed a number of episodes from Game of Thrones there. And uh, when you see the buildings, you can totally understand because it looks like a film set. It's, it's so beautiful. But of course, the story behind these buildings and behind that city is so much richer than, you know, the, the fictional... Part of the story that uh, from from Game of Thrones, but anyway, Sevilla there's actually there was a lot more footage than I remembered I had um, including some trips in the, um, in, the, in, the in the region we, uh, we, vi- we visited quite a bit of stuff, so that's probably enough footage for one episode and then I had a another batch of files. This was from uh, our more recent vacation in Valencia. Or Valencia, I should say. And uh, that's the east, towards the coast, the east coast of, uh, of Spain. And that was a wonderful vacation as well. I did have good cameras back then. So 2015, I think I was still mostly filming with my Sony uh, camcorder. So, you know, it's not bad, but it's not on par with, the, not even with the, the iPhone uh, in terms of color and and just overall image quality. But uh, it's good enough. And of course, uh, in 2015, I, was, I had not produced a single TV episode myself. That year is when I started doing it and learning by doing, again, the same, the same uh, principle that I mentioned at the beginning. Of this show uh, don't wait for to be a perfect a, a director editor TV maker but just begin and learn and and, and start again and, and and try to get better every time that's how I improve my craft it's just by by <laughs> basically being ballsy enough to say I can do that too I can make a TV show sure why not I know how to handle a camera. Well, if I look at the footage that I shot in 2015, I clearly did not know how to hold a camera, at least not properly. The thing is, now... Oh, here, these are all the bikes, the people that were stationed their bike uh, down the road. This is students. I think they're probably just hanging out there near the river. Um, So, despite the fact that the overall quality... Is not, is not as good as uh, what I could do now. I, I'm much better at editing now and at correcting the little imperfections. So I'll probably be able to turn that into something really nice. And the variety of the footage is amazing. It's nature, it's walks, it's architecture, lots of churches, of course. Uh, when you go on a tour with three other priests, then... There are bound to be lots of cathedrals, lots of church history. There are so many places that I remember Father Henry uh, giving us lectures about <laughs> the places that we visited. And, in, and our vacation in Valencia was super interesting. Um, because near the place where we were staying, um, uh, we found some very, very old hermit houses. So the area was very popular among hermits who who lived there um, just basically secluded, separated from the world. But they were priests, so they would celebrate Mass, and people would still come to see them to get spiritual guidance, to ask for their intercession and whatnot. Um, And then there is the city of Valencia. There's a few other cities that we visited. And it's all gorgeous, and there's a lot of history there, Uh, most of which I... I don't explicitly talk about in the footage that I shot, but with a good voiceover text, I'm pretty sure that I can turn that into a bit more of a story. So that was, that is, you know, vacation number three. Uh, and then I remembered, well, I've been to Scotland with the guys. Where did that end up? Where is that footage? I could not find it. And I remember the the vacation very well. It was one of my favorite vacations. We were staying in a cottage near the sea on the west coast of Scotland. The weather was very Scottish. It was cold. It was raining all the time. It was the season of the midges. So I remember that we were fighting off the midges every single day. Um, But it was fantastic vacation it was we were really up in the north uh where it's it's just it just no one lives there and it, it was so remote and and it was scotland the way i imagined it to be and we also what well, we did a lot of, of just walks there in nature you know the sea and everything and uh, we visited a few towns nothing too special there's not much religious content there either so but the i couldn't find the footage until i again looked at the photos and this was a whole bunch of like a dropbox archive i back then i was backing up to dropbox when it was still affordable and and probably by lack of time or maybe i was in a rut back then too i never got around to sort all the material i just took the entire contents of my Dropbox and and just put it on the on the hard drive and lo and behold I found all the stuff that I filmed in Scotland I, I I think that again that was probably for Snapchat because that too is turned 90 degrees and I think that I turned that actually into a number of blogs or vlogs back then and I think they're still up on my YouTube page I should check but of course that's already like three or four years ago. No, actually, uh, Scotland. That's much longer, uh, that, uh, that, is, that is from 2016. And all that was filmed with the iPhone. So image quality is okay. Um, camera handling is not that good, but it's salvageable, just like my uh, Camino stuff. It's good enough. Across the road here, I'm entering. The city center again. Uh, well, it's this gorgeous evening. You can, you can tell that the, the worst of the lockdown is over and people are gathering. St- mostly students are gathering again. There are a number of people cooking there. They've got the Christmas lights on. You've got to be a student to do that, right? They've got the Christmas lights in the, <laughs> in the student apartment. That's insane. <laughs> oh, well. And then here is the main square of Wageningen uh, with a church in the middle, a Protestant church in the middle, surrounded by all these bars and restaurants, most of which are closed now because I think there's still, well, not a curfew, but uh, bars and restaurants have to be closed at 10, which it already is. It's like 10.25 right now. But it's because it's summertime and... It still feels very much alive. This is so much better than uh, than last month when we were still like very, very careful with everything and the streets would be empty. I prefer this, to be honest. Oh they've got lights on in the church, purple lights. I wonder what that is. Is that for a concert or something? They've got the chandeliers on as well. Maybe there's maybe they do that just for to for the church to look pretty (laughs) or there's no stained glass of course well there is just transparent glass because all the stained glass images were 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 destroyed uh during the reformation so you you can now clearly see the inside of the church anyway so scotland um is actually also really good footage A, a nice mix of very similar to the stuff that i filmed in ireland um but again, there's no story. So now I'm faced with the, the 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 tough challenge. I would say it's a challenge. It's not it's not a problem. It's a challenge. How can I unify all that footage? Because it's very uh, diverse. I mean, it's Scotland, rain, mountains, fog, and then they have got two. Uh, uh, events in spain and then i've got italy and it couldn't be more different so the the challenge i'm giving myself is find the narrative this is very much this is super creative work where you this is sometimes also what i'm facing uh with when i when i uh, prepare my homilies uh so when i uh, try to come up with a an analogy or something like that i'm i'm I have like uh, three biblical readings and then I know that I need to find an example from the world of geeks from Star Wars or Disney movies or whatever. And sometimes I just have a hunch like a mm, Spider-Man. I think, how can I relate Spider-Man to this gospel and how can I make that, first of all, seem natural and, and also that it helps to understand the gospel. Uh, and it is, there's always, if I have a hunch... It means there is a way. I just don't know it yet. And it's so funny that uh, sometimes I would just have to let it uh, gestate or mature. And then over time, all of a sudden, I will get into this flow and I know what I'm going to say. And it, it, just, it just works. And with television making, it's the same process. Like I've got all this material. I give myself the challenge. To find a common narrative, I don't see it yet. I have no idea if this is feasible. Um, visually, it's definitely problematic. Uh, I I think I can probably combine Spain and Italy because it's all in the south. Um, but Scotland, I'm not sure. <laughs> but of course, it would be a shame to not use the, the footage from Scotland because it's. It's amazing, and I know for a fact that my viewers love these, these uh, episodes that I filmed in, in other countries. It's like the Camino. You, you, almost every day, I encounter people in the streets, no matter where I am, and they say, ah, oh, I've seen you on the road to Camino, they, on the road to Santiago. They actually think that that was filmed, like, last week. <laughs> it's four years ago, but they don't realize that. And... Um, Every time uh, the reaction is the same, we love following you on the journey and it's so pretty and we just love to be with you, you know, wherever you go. And and so I know that it's worth investing some effort in, in creating a narrative. It's just that I haven't found it yet. But this is so fascinating. The brain works in mysterious ways. Oftentimes when I, this, so I started thinking about this narrative this morning and I browsed briefly through the footage so I know approximately what I have. Um, I'll just go to bed. I'm not going to try to force myself into finding something today. I'll just sleep over it and then, literally in my sleep, I'm pretty sure that the machine will start churning and I will, I will get an idea. And or or not, maybe it it doesn't work out. But then at least I know that there is no narrative to combine everything, and I'll just probably stick with Spain and and Italy. But if there's a way to squeeze in some Scotland, man, I'd love it. So, uh, of course, the 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 kind of simple connection between all this is it's Europe, and I am looking for the Christian roots. Uh, that like to. The, the meaning and the history behind the buildings. Uh, but it, it seems a bit arbitrary to just take Scotland and Spain and Italy. It's almost as if, well, would you just have that lying around? Which is actually the case. <laughs> so now I need to find something that's a little bit more convincing why, why I chose these countries on purpose. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe I'll come up with something. Maybe not. But to wrap things up, what I can tell is that now that i'm in this flow again and i'm working out this actually this walk is my workout for today because um i've been like at the end of the day i was cooking and so i've been cooking for three hours and actually i wanted to go out for a run but my legs are still hurting from yesterday and i know that it's better sometimes to skip a day so that my legs can heal It will actually uh, make me stronger faster than if I would go out for a run um, today as well but instead I still went out for this walk so I'm still getting my step count for today which is now at 9,234 actually I'm not there yet I vowed that not only would I work out for an hour I haven't I'm almost at an hour right now. But if I don't run, I want to walk at least 10,000 steps every day. That is just a bare minimum. And uh, so I'm just going to continue a little bit more. Um, but maybe I'll wrap up the show. Because I don't want to take away too much of your, of your precious time. Um, but, but being out of this rut, starting with basically nothing... I just knew, let me go find this material. And then that process of gathering the material, I've already imported it into Adobe Premiere, which seems like a totally mundane thing. But it's this little accomplishment, so it's now just ready to go. I have the material, I just don't have the narrative. Once I have it, I can start editing right away. And I will actually uh, save three days of work because otherwise I would have to go and film myself which, you know, it's, it takes a lot of energy which I need for the other TV episodes that we're going to film. So, I feel good about this and even though they're just tiny little steps, um, it, it, it just adds to the flow. Um, and another f- final thing that I wanted to say, I was listening, while I was cooking, I was listening to an audio book about Ikagi. Am I saying that correctly? It's this Japanese uh, art of living and working. Let me go double-check that. I've already reviewed part of the book. Ikigai. Okay, I'm dyslectic, I think. Ikagi. No, Ikigai. The Japanese secret to to a... What's the total title? Why don't they say it? The, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. Okay, that's overselling it a little bit. But anyway, what, what they, um, what the author or authors, two authors actually, what they talk about is um, this, well, the state of flow. But they also talk about micro flows, which is actually something that while I was listening to it, I, I immediately recognized it as what I did this morning or yesterday, uh, was it yesterday? I'm getting confused. Anyway, so c- the act of cleaning up my room, of just taking the vacuum cleaner and reorganize the paperwork, that was actually what, what in, in Japan they call a micro-flow. And that can consist of totally mundane tasks. But it helps you to get into the bigger flow. It is a little step towards the ikigai. So and that is this this state of this flow. I think this flow where everything just 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 works out and it doesn't cost much. Much energy gives you energy, etc. So the ikigai is both a goal um, and and the state in a certain way. Um, and they gave a great example of a, a movie that I've seen or a documentary that I've seen about this Japanese sushi master. Who's got this little store, uh, or this little sushi shop. And he's been trying to make the best... Hey, there's another cat, hey? Yes, you're the third cat in today. Yeah, I don't have food for you either. This is a red or brown cat. Also very cuddly and very friendly. Yeah, if you see Arturo, tell him that he should learn from you, Okay. Yeah, you can tell Arturo to be a little bit kinder. Yeah. Oh now you're gonna <laughs> Oh that's so he's like cuddling the microphone. <laughs> he looks like a like a, like a cat. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Hey. Bye buddy. I never thought I'd I'd turn into a cat person, but I think I'm sold. <laughs> Um. So the ikigai is uh, it's it's basically this this state I would say very much resembles reminds me of that that peak state uh, of, of of Tony Robbins uh, approach where you just you start by, by with with these micro flows and and and, and even like you know scientists would do this or great artists would do the same sometimes they will will just do the dishes or or one thing that i like to do and i never understood why is to just get groceries i enjoy getting groceries so most of my colleagues and friends hate it they would rather do anything but but shopping Um, but for me just going to the supermarket getting thinking about the menu and just walking around, it is... Actually, now I understand, it's just a mini-flow. It's something that is very mundane, doesn't require much attention, but at the same time, it does accomplish something. So it gives me the feeling that I've... Well, at least I got groceries. That's one, one thing to, to uh, take off my, my checklist. And so it's, it's oftentimes... These, these moments, I always go shopping at the weirdest times, but it's this mini-ritual... That helps me get into a flow and makes the, the day feel, uh, I don't know, useful or at least I, you know, you, I do something and that gives me energy for more. So uh, same, Oh, one final thing. I keep thinking of other examples of this. Um, the rut in podcasting, it, having to fully focus on the TV work uh, prevented or prevented me or just, I don't know somehow took me out of that weekly rhythm, that flow of producing uh, podcast episodes. And then after a few weeks, and I've noticed this in the past, I've had these times, very rare, but it does happen, that I kind of fall off the wagon when it comes to podcasting. And then it gets harder and harder every week to pick it up again. And here too, I knew how to break the... The, the, the loop of, you know, well, it's been three weeks since I recorded something and I don't know what to talk about, I'm tired, let's do it tomorrow. No, it's just sit down and record. And it doesn't matter what it's about, it doesn't really matter if you have a great list of topics. People just want to hear your voice and you share your thoughts and that's it. And once you get going, the idea the ideas will come Um, even if you don't have show notes um, that normally would fill an entire episode, just start and it'll work out fine. Which it did. Which it totally did. I just started recording and before I knew it, I'd recorded like an hour and 10 minutes. And yeah, may not be the most, you know, enlightening (laughs) podcast content that I've ever created. But... It's, it's good, and it got me out of the rut. And so this week, it's almost as if everything is back to normal again, and I don't have to put much effort in it. It just, it just flows. So I think I found my ikigai, <laughs> whatever that may be. Um, anyway, on my way back to the rectory, thank you so much for the privilege of your time. And let me know in the comments, or, well, you know how to reach me, or maybe just post it on, uh, in the podcast section of the, uh, of the Discord server, because we have a a section where we can discuss the topics that I talk about in this show. Um, It's always nice to continue a conversation that I started in a podcast, and it gets more interactive, but let me know your, your rituals to get out of a rut. Uh, what is your prime state? How do you get into a state where you feel productive and and you get into that flow um, for me it 's definitely moving it 's physical exercise it is also um, just beginning and just but i 'm sure there are other ways also to to uh, get the machine running and to to create these mini flows so share your your techniques in uh, in the podcast section on, on Discord. Let's have a conversation. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. God bless.